What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, is Adam Ronis. We're here from Fantasy Alarm on the Sawdust Podcast Network. How's everybody doing tonight or today if you're listening to us during the daytime? Adam, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm all right, man. Uh, Francisco Lindor got a hit. It's a great day. It's unbelievable, right? He drew three walks. It was, it was like uh, Mazel Tov. Yeah, it's about time snapping a 0 for 25. So I'm hoping it just gets him going. That's that's all I can hope for. Did you uh, did you touch yourself inappropriately when he did that? No, I did that for another reason, but not when he did that. <laughs> well, you just had a girl over the other day. So what does that mean? Yeah, I know. I used to go for a record like that when I was, you know, when I was young, too. Back you in have the day. Got to stay young, bro. Gotta Back stay in the alive. day. I tell you, man, I, uh, I, I, it was my my sole attempt uh, as a teenager to turn every rug in the house into a linoleum floor. <laughs> That's nice. It, you know what? It was. I mean, it was nice for me. My mom Very nice. drove her nuts. <laughs> High five. High five. Very nice. <laughs> Well, today was actually, I got to tell you, you know what? I mean, it's Willie Mays' birthday today, so happy birthday to the Say Hey Kid. But wow, wow, wow. And it kind of came from out of left field here, and uh, and it happened. But we, we witnessed the end of an era here, Adam, uh, as the, the Los Angeles Angels designate Albert Pujols for assignment. They're done with them. He already cleared waivers. Nobody picked him up. So he is free to sign with another team. But, man, I think about it now. 20 years ago, Adam, uh, when we were sitting here, you know, not here, here, but we were sitting there uh, looking at, at spring training and the Cardinals and Pujols had, like, come from out of nowhere. And then Tony La Russa said before the season started that, well, as great as the kid has been, He's probably not going to break camp with the big club. And then he did break camp with the big club. And I mean, the rest is without a doubt, unbelievable history. Albert Pujols, one of the greatest hitters uh, in the modern era. Yeah, no question about it. Just put up some monster fantasy seasons. There were even a few years where he got double digit steals, but you were always penciling in, you know, 120 plus runs or 120 plus RBIs. Great, great batting averages. I mean, there were years he had 330. He had a 357 batting average one year. I mean, he was just uh, getting it done. And the other thing is he pretty much stayed healthy for a good portion of his career. A lot of 157 game seasons, 159. So for a good portion of his career, he was on the field all the time and just uh, an elite power hitter and even added some steals. So, yeah, just a tremendous hitter. And, and years where guys were striking out. This is a crazy stat. His his worst strikeout rate was actually last year, 15.3%. Yeah. I mean, that is insane. I mean, look at all the other years. I mean, there were years he didn't even have a 10% strikeout rate. Uh, just insane. Uh, just consistent contact hitter and you know, obviously older now. So you, you know he's not the same player. He's 41 years old. And a lot of people think he might be a year or two older than that. So um, just a great career for him. And he might not be done. I mean, he might get uh, go with another team. And apparently he does not want to end his career right now. No, he doesn't. Well, here's the question, though. is like really, 
where, you know, if, you, if you're going to look at teams, it's obviously it's got to be an AL team. It's got to be, um, you know, a, a spot that has the, the DH open. Um, he could go to, you know, I mean, everybody was saying Tony La Russa and him were going to reunite in Chicago, but you've got Alex, uh, you, you got Andrew Vaughn uh, at first, and then you've got your mean Mercedes uh, as your uh, as your regular DA. Well, you so got a Brayu at first, don't you? Oh yeah, Brayu at first. That's right. Andrew Vaughn's in the outfield. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Brayu there, and uh, and and uh, and your mean Mercedes. So it, that seems unlike. I believe actually the White Sox came out and said that he wasn't. They weren't interested uh, in him. Um, Jim Bowden had suggested possibly the A's. They've got Mitch Moreland as their uh, as their their DH, but he's a lefty bat. So uh, a possible platoon for Pujols. Could you see Pujols in the green and yellow? Yeah, that's a possibility. I mean, Moreland is okay, nothing special. Um, so that wouldn't be a bad fit. I mean, the, the problem is Pujols is just, I mean, he's not good anymore. That's the problem. So, you know, his on-base percentage is bad. Uh, we know he's not going to hit for average. He'll hit the occasional home run, but just not really a positive player anymore. I I completely agree. Listen, I I, I got this one dude in uh, in in one of my fantasy leagues who's on the group text, and he's just like he's flipped out about it. And I'm like, you know, the dude's hitting 198. He's been in a decline for. A number of years right now. He's not Albert Pujols of what he used to be. Like you can sit there and you can hold on to, you know, his stats from 2001 through 2010 uh, and just be like, oh, God, I mean, he was the greatest hitter for that decade. And blah, blah, blah. that's fine. But I mean, it's 2021 right now. You, you, he's a liability. He is yeah, a you liability. Can't, you can't sit Jaron Walsh with what he's doing. And that was one of the concerns. Why I was like, well, they're probably still going to use pools at times. How much is Walsh going to play? Otani's the DH. So, like, how are you playing pool? So, it's like if you're not content coming off the bench, I mean, then, all right, then I guess we'll have to let you go. And they got some young players in the minors that could come up and, and get some at-bats. So, it, I know it's always a tough decision because of what he's meant to the game, but at some point, you know, you have to say, well, this doesn't help our team. You know, you're not making us better. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, Jim, what Jim said made sense. I mean, I know that pools doesn't want to hang it up, but you kind of have to, however, you know, go to St. Louis, just be a bat off the bench, you know, teach the youngsters how to hit, you know, double up as like a, as like a hitting instructor also. And then finish out the season, you know, try and get your uh, try and get your three hits in in pinch hitting situations. Try and get your three hits so that you can, uh, you know, what is it? Three. He's three away from three thousand or something. Yeah. And there's, isn't there some other milestone, too? He's, there's he's, a few milestones. Yeah. Him. He's like he's getting ready to pass Eddie Murray is really what it comes down to. Um, I know he's way over three thousand hits already. He's at uh, he's at thirty two fifty three. So. I'm sure there's somewhere in there. It's, there's, he's passing Eddie Murray for something. But you know what? Go to St. Louis. Work as a pinch hitter. Um, teach the kids. Double as an instructor. And then, um, 
you know, whatever. When you retire, you go into the Hall of Fame as a St. Louis Cardinal where it all started instead of going in as an angel where you signed that big ass deal in 2012. And then uh, and and then what'd you do? Right. I mean, there wasn't you signed that huge ass contract and you had one or two good years for the Angels for that. That kind of ridiculous money. We we. Yeah, you were basically paying for his past. Yeah. Right. Which is something we tell people all the time in fantasy not to do. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, what do you guys think? Hit us up. Uh, you know, you can tweet Adam at Adam Ronis at RotoBuzzGuy for me. Uh, pools. I, I, I love the good stories. Um, I asked for people to to tell me some stories, some pool hole stories. I'm sure you've got a, a pool story, don't you, Adam? I don't think I do. Not that you met him or something like that, but no. something that happened in like a fantasy league where he won you something, anything? No? No, nothing that I can recall offhand. Uh, okay. All right. I got a good story. Somebody wrote this on Twitter. I loved it. I loved it. Back in 2001, I had the first pick in our Roto draft. I had A-Rod in Q, and I had put Pujols in Q to remember him later. By accident, I drafted Pujols number one overall. Worked out, won the league. Pujols will always be my favorite non-Yankee. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is a good one. Right? Could you – you know, it's so funny, too, because when you see that, you know, I was like, oh, come on, really? Nobody thought Pujols was coming up. Are you gonna, you're going to draft him, whatever? Uh, and then uh, – what was it? Was it Matt Barkley who got drafted in the first round of the Scott Fishbowl last year? Instead yeah. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. So stupid shit like that does happen. Does, does happen. Uh, Bennett Carroll, our good friend, producer over at uh, Sirius XM, uh, said you know, his favorite moment was when, uh, when he broke Brad Lidge in 2005 so that Scott Pudsednik could walk him off the next week. So... He broke Brad Lidge, but then Bennett has to get in his stupid White yeah, Sox. Of course. It's always White Sox related, isn't it? Right. Um, this guy wrote, I'm not a baseball fan, but even I know there's a ball on the moon from the 2005 NLCS home run shot by Albert Pools. Hence, yeah, when he broke Brad Lidge. Brad Lidge, yeah. That was definitely a memorable home run. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I mean, I, I don't have a pool story for myself. I was so, so here I was, I'm, I was doing a league. It's a home league and I'm, I'm actually, I'm back in a league with a bunch of these guys. And so it was, it was really a bizarre league in, in the sense that we drafted two at every position, six outfielders, nine pitchers, 17 team league. All right. Crazy shit. Um, the crazy part was in the rules because we did a 10 player bench. And, and so, because we did a 10 player bench and it was a 17 team league, there was really nothing out there like sitting on the waiver wire. So we designated a, uh, a free agent period in uh, at the end of April. And what you would do is you would bid on free agents, but you were bidding real money for them. And, you know, I'm doing this league with a couple of drug dealers, a couple of day traders. So everybody uh, except poor Howard, the bartender, um, is 
is like raking in this insane amount of money. And uh, and and so the guy who uh, who wanted pool holes, um, well, here the, the thing about it was like when you bought the free agent, you were also you were buying his stats. So you would buy him and you would get him retroactive to the start of the season, replacing the stats of somebody else in your lineup. So you could draft a guy who was hurt and have zeros from him for the entire first month of the season, but you would pick up a free agent and you would get that guy's numbers. But Makes you would sense? have to pay cash for it though, right? You had to pay cash for it. Right. Yeah. Now this was nine. This was 2001. <sighs> How much do you think Albert Pujols went for? What is is there a max or a cap or at this point in time there was no salary cap uh, i mean don't get crazy don't go it wasn't like bonkers nutso i mean it was for the time it was the most it was the most that was ever spent on a free agent but it, it's it's under a thousand dollars i will tell you that 450 keep going up uh 850 no, lower. 700. Lower. 650. Lower. 600. Lower. 550. Higher. 575. Higher. 585. Lower. 580. Higher. 583. Lower. 582. There it is. The number. Listen, it's 20 years that it happened. Right. And I still remember the exact dollar figure spent on Albert Pools. Mind you, also, this was not only could you replace the stats, but it was a keeper league and it was a forever keeper league. So you were buying him uh, for the long haul here. Five hundred and eighty two dollars. It was crazy, dude. It was crazy. That dude like people would spend like over a thousand dollars for free agents because they would just, you know, they would like replace like four or five, six guys, uh, you know, who were shitting it up for their roster or, you know, had a season ending injury or something like that. Um, it was crazy. So 582 for pool holes, uh, in his rookie season, it was mind blowing. And you know what the best part of it was? It gets better than that. Do you remember where Albert pools played his rookie year? Where? Yeah. St. Louis. Third fucking base. Oh, oh, okay. He was a third baseman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you kept him on your roster, you protected him year in, year out. He maintained that eligibility. Really? Yeah. Every year? Every year. Wow. Sick, right? Yeah. That's Albert crazy. at third base. <laughs> for 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 10 straight years, 12 straight years. It was sick. It was ridiculous. It was nuts. So yeah, that's 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 my pool of a story. That's about as good as I get. It wasn't me who spent that money on him. I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> right? I made some great money behind the bar in New York, but that <laughs> to sit there and spend that. Uh, would have been a little ridiculous, a little bit, a little, little bit. 
Um, all right, let's uh, let's pay some bills. Speaking of paying through the nose for something, let's pay some bills with a nice little shout out to our sponsor, uh, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site y'all should be playing on. And here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. So, Adam, it was a ton of baseball today. I don't even know. Is there is there anything going on in the NBA today? Because there's only one Major League Baseball game tonight. So, like, I'm, you know, I'm like almost done with all of my props and shit. I got nothing to sweat tonight except for the Angels game. Yeah, seven games in the NBA tonight. Um, the, the, pro, the NBA right now is a time you should probably be dialing back a little bit just because so much unpredictability, players resting, and, you know, we're towards the end of the regular season. So, you know, like last night you had the Celtics win by 36. The Blazers won by 36. The Hawks beat the Suns by 32. The Pacers, who are competing for the play-in tournament, against the Kings team who were missing three of their best players. They lost at home by 11. Uh, the Sixers won by 20 over the Rockets. Uh, the Bucks did only beat the Wizards by one. Uh, Grizzlies won by four. The Nuggets beat the Knicks. First time the Knicks have not shown up in a long time. I mean, the Knicks were down 34-12 after the first quarter and lost by 16. And the Jazz kicked the shit out of the Spurs uh, <laughs> by 32. So, how many 30 point games that I just mentioned there. So that's the problem with the NBA right now is you just kind of don't know what's going to happen on a given night and players sitting. I mean, look, there's still teams fighting for playoff spots, but Toronto, the Raptors are fighting. They're three games behind the wizards going into tonight's game and they're playing the wizards. Kyle Lowry is sitting due to rest two nights ago. He was on the injury report for a back. He was not on the injury report and they're resting him. Toronto has basically said, we don't give a shit about the playoffs since the trade deadline. So, like, it just doesn't make sense. And OG Ananubi is sitting. They list them on the injury report. But I don't know what's real with them or what's not. Because they realistically, if they had played this out and played their guys here in the second half, they could have made the playoffs because the Pacers are fading fast. Uh, they have coaching issues. Um, reports came out that the players don't like their first-year head coach and he could be out. Uh, and they're falling apart. Uh, they've been terrible defensively. So realistically, Toronto could have made a run, but Kyle Lowry's not playing. I don't, I don't get it. So um, 
And the Lakers play the Clippers is on the night game. I mean, why? It's just not exciting. LeBron's out, then a Schroeder's out. It's like, eh, whatever. So we're kind of at that portion of the NBA season where you got to be very careful. So what did you do for like your NBA best bets and stuff and your props today? Did you did you have a, a, yeah, a successful a, night? Well, I don't know yet because nothing is final. So I had one best bet and two props, and one of those props didn't involve Kyle Lowry, and he did not play. Second second Toronto game in a row, I had a Kyle Lowry prop, and he didn't play because the number was low. And, I'm like, and the last three games he's played, he's been crushing it. And Toronto had something to play for. I was surprised he didn't play. He was not on the injury report. And then, you know, right before the game, a couple hours, yeah, Lowry's not playing today. I'm like, uh, okay, guys, cool. Well, it's kind of a dick move. Kind of a dick move. I um, I had a nice, good, solid day for for MLB, and I've got two two bets going for tonight. Obviously, you guys are listening in, so uh, on on. Uh, Friday morning, so the game will have happened. But uh, coming into it, I'm two and zero on best bets. I've got the Angels on the money line. I kind of feel you got you kind of have to figure that the the Angels are going to be uh, I don't know they're going to be fired up that that you know to to honor Pujols or are they going to go in the shitter uh, because of uh, because they're sad that he's gone. I don't know if it'll even have an effect. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen any comments from them to see if it – I mean, the Mets the other day were pretty upset about Chili Davis being let go. That's adorable. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I'm not saying – I'm just saying, like, you don't know. Right. Like, I haven't seen any comments, so I don't know. I don't know if they're, like, upset or what. I have no idea. Yeah, I haven't seen anything either. Well, I've got I've got the Angels on the money line, Andrew Heaney versus Colin McHugh. I didn't realize Colin McHugh was still in baseball. Um, and then I've got Andrew Heaney over on his strikeout prop, seven and a half, going up against the the Rays, who strike out 31.3% of the time against left-handed uh, pitchers. But Heaney absolutely crushes both. Uh, he, he really crushes, really dominates right-handers and strikeouts. Um, so kind of, uh, I'm kind of happy about that. Uh, I, I tell you, man, that that Brewers Phillies game. Did you catch any of that today? Some of it, yeah. Holy Woodruff cow. was dominant, man. So like, was so was Zach Wheeler. Wheeler. I know. Well, I mean, Milwaukee's lineup is not good right now. No, it is not. I took uh, that one. I took uh, total runs under three and a half for the first five innings. Um, that one hit beautifully, but then how about this? So on the strikeout props, I did the over for Brandon Woodruff, um, was seven and a half for him and FanDuel, um, whatchamacallit, uh, both bet MGM and DK Sportsbook had Zach Wheeler's strikeouts at seven and a half. Right. And I was like, ah, I mean, seven and a half. Does he go to the eight? He could end up with seven. And then FanDuel Sportsbook had it at eight and a half. So I felt good. I took the under and then I fucking, I, I lucked out. Dude threw a complete game shutout with eight strikeouts. And he was walking into the, uh, into the final inning with, uh, with eight strikeouts. I was a little nervous on that one. 
Yeah, especially since he threw 118 pitches, too. You would have figured that maybe – I mean, we saw last year his strikeouts were down. They're back up a little bit this year. But, mm-hmm. yeah, against the Milwaukee team, too, again, just not a lot of good hitters in this lineup. I mean, Vogelbach hitting second, Tyrone Taylor third, Jackie Bradley Jr. fifth. I mean, pretty, pretty bad lineup right now. You know, coming into this game, you know, these the they they played uh what three times already coming in. This was the fourth game of this series. 62 strikeouts in three games. Each side struck out exactly 31 times. Like boom, right down the middle. That is what we've seen in baseball now, right? Strikeouts just way up, and you're seeing it a lot across baseball. Does that tilt you more towards like working off these strikeout props? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I do like to look at those, especially when you know you have some pitchers that can easily go over it. You know, Woodruff's a good example. I don't know what it is. I, I think the savvy fan knows how good he is. I mean, I took him in the second round. Tell words at the end of the second round. And I'm sure some people are like, well, why? Why you ta- I think the guy's one of the top pitchers in baseball. Truly yeah. do. I agree. I definitely agree. I uh, was very happy to uh, pick him up in a in a couple of leagues as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff there from Woodruff. Do you bet baseball right now, or are you still uh, just neck deep in in basketball? Still an NBA, so I'll probably shift over soon. Um, and do start doing some baseball prop bets a little bit more. You miss it, don't you? You miss you miss the prop bets in baseball. I can tell. Yeah, I mean NBA is fun, although no, nah, it's still fun. But it's just lately, I think is uh, it's just again trying to figure out too many blowouts. I mean, I got fortunate last night. I had some Demontis Sabonis over twelve and a half rebounds. And they were losing. I was like, and they had a game tonight. And I was like, shit, man, they're going to take him out. And uh, they left him in and he got that 13th rebound. So I was like, thank you. Oh, see, one bounces your way finally. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, especially (laughs) when you lose so many by a half, you know? So totally, totally. Um, I'll tell you what, the pro, you know, you'd be more than happy to turn over the, uh, the wager alarm MLB props to you. I'm not really, I, I just, I, I don't know what it is. I, I prefer to bet the game as opposed to betting the, uh, the individual players. I mean, I did fine today. I gave some extra ones out. Um, I'm four and one going into tonight with Andrew Heaney. Um, but I mean, I, I definitely, I'm under 500 on the year for my, uh, my baseball props. But I'm like ridiculously well over 500 for my best bets, like just plain old game bets. It just works for me better. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean that happens with people. They have a certain area where they're better in, and it's always good to take advantage of that. If you know you're really good at something, just stick with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the NBA can't end soon enough, so that you can start doing your props, Adam. <laughs> Please take it off my plate. Ah. Anyway, all right. So, so I don't. I don't really. Actually, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I don't have much to say. I wanted to talk about Pujols and uh, and everything that uh, that was going on with him and and 
saying goodbye and and just kind of sharing with him. But I don't really have any, you know, much much else. You you got anything for me? You want to talk about the Rangers beating the shit out of the uh, the Capitals last night? Well, I knew that was coming. I mentioned uh, Fancy and I mentioned it the day before. And I said, you know exactly what's going to happen. The puck's going to drop, and they're just going to fight. So it was easy to see that that was coming, and. You know, always a spectacle when you have each team with five players in the penalty box. Right. <laughs> Watching like ones like standing up against the wall. They're all kind of snug in there. Yeah, I was. Uh, did you see that that shit with Tom Wilson? Did you see what he did on Monday? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it was funny because, I, you know, knowing society today and how soft the world is, I honestly I thought he was getting suspended for that. Like I, I was like, there's there's no way that the NHL is going to look at that video and not think that they're gonna end up with like good old fashioned old time hockey uh type game uh if they don't, you know, if they don't suspend Tom Wilson. And they, they find him five grand and uh and let him play. Like what did you ex- there was no other recourse? And then uh, the people were calling the Rangers soft for like the last two days also. Like it was like it was it was as if everybody just really wanted to make sure that this game turned into a, a brawl right from the the word go. Yeah, and the NHL made out in all this because it's the most talked about they've been, and people watch that. There were people I know who don't like hockey tweeting about it last night. It was all over the place. So the <laughs> NHL won in that thing. You know what I mean? They got criticized, but they won because it brought attention to their game. Not the right, not the way you want, but as they. Always oh, said, right? Any publicity is good publicity, whether you believe it or not. I mean, that was the case for the NHL last night. Yeah, definitely. They were definitely in the news. I mean, I turned the game on. I mean, I'm a huge Rangers fan. I'm going to be honest, though. I barely watched them this year. I'm just so involved with baseball and basketball. And I know the Rangers are kind of a rebuilding team. But um, I forgot what I remember. I was like, oh, I want to watch the beginning of the game. And for some reason, I did. What was I doing at that time? Was I getting food or something? No, I don't remember what I was doing. And then. Or maybe I just forgotten. I was like, oh, shoot, that's right. The Rangers. And I turned it on. And uh, as soon as I turned it on, they showed all the guys in a penalty box. <laughs> You're like, damn it, I missed it. Yeah. So then I had to, you know, watch all the highlights and stuff. But I knew that it, that was going to happen. I mean, it was the easiest thing to predict in the world that as soon as that puck dropped, they were just going to square off. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Even though, you know, I mean, yeah, we just we, we knew that was happening. I, I mean, I haven't seen stuff like that in a, in a very long time. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> You sit there, you go to YouTube, and then you you look up the um, you know, Tom Wilson uh punches Buknevich, right? The rabbit hole of hockey fight videos that you fall down. It is amazing. It is amazing. I oh, highly yeah, recommend it. Yeah, definitely. There's uh, a lot of things you could see. Oh God. Back in the day. Back in the well, how old were you when you first really started watching hockey? Like, who was the was was it Ty Domi? Was he the uh, was he the the Rangers goon at that point? Uh, probably. I'm trying to think. Was there someone before? Probably watched like late '80s, early '90s when I was watching. I remember some of the. I remember those Oilers teams with Messier and Esatikinen and Paul Coffey, Grant Fuhrer as goalie. So yeah, I was in a hockey pretty early. Man, played hockey on video game. Hockey video games were phenomenal, man. Hockey video games were the best. Oh my yeah, god! Man. I remember in playing on Intellivision. 
um, before they had the the fighting on it. That was uh, that was. That remember, was... Uh, remember the video game ice hockey where they had the skinny guy, the medium guy, and the big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm so crazy. I would freaking keep stats and like do the play by play. I mess to take it in and then write down the stats, and I'd have like a a season of like not every team, but like you know my favorite teams, and I'd had a notebook with the stats, bro. I was crazy. That's hysterical. I used to do that when I was younger. And now now everything is kept track for you. It's like these kids don't realize how good they have it. I have to do it by myself. <laughs> Dude, I used to I used to make up hockey seasons. Like I would sit there, I would take like a pack of loose leaf paper. I would write out stand. So it would be like like the reading the box scores. Like I would write the box scores every single day and 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 run a season just like you know writing the whole thing out i used to like sit there and do it. i used to spend hours and hours my parents were like what the fuck are you doing like you're just you're you're wasting your time I'm, i was like i don't know I, just, I really like doing it it was you know i'd like have the hockey game on tv i'd be like just sitting there listening to it while i was like writing out uh and i just i played out all of these amazing seasons it was hysterical oh my god Wow, I haven't thought about that in ages. And that's never going to happen now with kids. No. (laughs) They don't even have a notebook. (laughs) Right? It's so funny because, you know, I actually have a notebook right here at my desk. I take notes during shows and stuff like that. Well, I have a, yeah, I I don't have a notebook, but I have like a, you know, one of those white pads or yellow pads. I always have, I always have paper nearby, Uh, especially, yeah, for shows. If I want to jot something down that someone said or a question or a stat or something. Yeah. I, I like to have pen and pad. It's a must. It's a must. Wow. That's so far. Oh my God. Just all these memories flooding back right now. Holy shit. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. All right. Anyway, um, I don't have anything else to add. I, I have a draft coming up. So, I got to keep this short anyway. Uh, another best ball football draft already. You believe this? I'm already like in my third best ball football draft already. And and this is like my fifth football draft already of the season. Oh, boy. I'll be getting there soon. I'm just not there yet. Oh, still, it's, it's, it's still early May, you know, like so probably end of May, June is when I'll start. I, you know, yeah, there are times where I just, I wish I never started, (laughs) (laughs) but I got to do that. Then I got to go berate our good friend, Justin Fensterman on, uh, on an episode of getting buzz that we're taping tonight. So Adam, uh, I I thank you as always. It's a great time to chat with you. Uh, best of luck in all of your, uh, your basketball bets and props. I, I hope you cash tonight. Yeah, I hope so too. It's going to be a light night, uh, for sure. Um, Again, one of the player props I gave out, Lowry's not playing. Um, so, light night. All right, light night for Adam, busy night for Howard. We will be back. Uh, thanks so much for liking and subscribing and staying tuned with us here on the Andy Up podcast. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.